Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Total Scalers podcast. My name is Cyril. Today, I'm joined by Jed. Say hello, Jed. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm very well. And we're also joined by the club captain of Forward Madison FC um, in Wisconsin, uh, Connor Tobin. Say hello, Connor. Hey, how are you? And we're also joined by Evan, who is, I believe, head of social media for Forward Madison. How's it going, guys? Very well, mate. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, guys. Thanks for having us on. We're, we're uh, thrilled. Uh, so, Evan, you've met Jed. Uh, before recently at an event in London, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So I met Jed at uh, our kit release of uh, the Friends with Benefits kit. We we launched that at the new Classic Football Shirts uh, location uh, on Commercial Street in London. And uh, Jed was by far the one uh, one person that knew the most about Madison and Ford uh, out of <laughs> anyone there. Let's just say it that way. Um, but it was really just it was neat to connect with uh, someone from across the pond that that like cared so much much about our little like small football community that we have in uh madison and uh i mean you know jed's passion for the sport is like pretty evident as soon as you meet him so uh it was just oh. a great event it was just a great event oh you're making me blush mate you're making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it was it was a really great event um, I, I really enjoyed it obviously great to learn more about the the kit itself coming out um obviously being a, a fan of football kits it's uh it was like a real pleasure to be invited to something like that so um, I was absolutely buzzing and it's a, a lovely kit as well which we're going to come on to later uh, on the podcast I know Jed the kit fanatic what's your, what's your, um, what's your shot count now Jed in the hundreds oh mate see everyone always asks this um, and it is it's over a hundred but I, I really do need to actually sit down and count <laughs> I'm always, um, I always have to say it's somewhere over a hundred yeah yeah, um, the vast, vast majority of our listeners are audible listeners. So uh, for them, Jed has the Forward Madison kits on and in the background with the scarves and stuff, um, as he normally does um, for, for whatever club we're, we're speaking to on whatever day. Uh, we've also got Conor Tobin, as I mentioned before, club captain at Forward. Conor, you had a little stint in Europe, didn't you? I believe you, cha- you, you trained with Sheffield United for a little bit. 
and then had a, a stint over in Norway. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I was in I was playing university football here in the states, and uh, one of the springs I got to do a semester abroad. When I said I was doing studying. I was at the University of Sheffield, and I think I took two uh, part of my language bullshit classes. But uh, <laughs> I was essentially in every day training with the Resies at Sheffield United. At, at the time, it was just after uh, Tevez at West Ham, and they got relegated. Um, mm-hmm. So it was championship, but you know, still big names in the club. Gary Speed was still there. Uh, you know, in the residence at the time, Kyle Walker, Kyle Naughton, Matty Gloton. Um, so for me, a couple of big players there. But for me, it was it was a huge experience and really formative because in the United States, we're so spread out, you don't get to see professional football live and up close. So being immersed in that and seeing it and kind of having something click over and be like, okay, I'm definitely never going to be a Premier League football player. like. But you know what? Maybe maybe I can give this a go here in the states and try to make something of it. Um, I went back and I finished my last year of university, played, um, and then going in to I guess my senior spring, uh, my eligibility to play college soccer was over. So uh, I actually had an opportunity to go play in Norway. Um, so I signed for a club over there, in the second division at the time, the Deco League, and so that's where I started my career. Um, picked up an injury, missed an entire year, and then kind of kicked on here over stateside. I guess for the last. 11, 12 years. I don't know. I'm getting old. I can't remember all the years. <laughs> <laughs> so those beers you're drinking after the matches, Connor? Hey, you gotta you gotta get the calories <laughs> in as quickly as possible. We need to get um, whoever's a nutritionist forward um, on board because uh, that's some. <laughs> we don't we don't quite have those facilities at, at my little club, uh, Devonville, and uh, the fifth tier of Scottish football. Uh, we don't quite have those resources yet, but we have plenty of beer, so we'll just implement it. Uh, and and <laughs> say we were advised by Connor Tobin that this was this was the way forward. <laughs> it's player nutrition. <laughs> um, see, when you were playing uh, at Sheffield for that entire year, you, you mentioned um, players like Kyle Walker, Matty Lowton. Being a centre back yourself, you would have played in that back line with them. Um, did that really? Did you, how much of your game do you feel like was developed in that year? Oh, I made huge kind of strides in it i should qualify this so most of those guys were 18 19 at the time i was mm-hmm. a 21 year old again college soccer in the united states is it's a three-month season where you play 22 23 games in three months so it's mm-hmm. like every three days you're playing so it, but that's it the year so you train and train and train and you do all this physical development so like you're in the weight room all the time you're doing all this stuff as far as that end i was a monster but then I didn't really necessarily have all the football and like kind of the IQ piece of it. And for me, it was really wide eye-opening watching these guys and being like, okay, I got to go back and I've really got to study, you know, the tactical side of this. I've really got to study my decision-making. I've got to get more proficient on the ball. Um, so it, for me, it exposed a lot of weaknesses in terms of my game that um, has really helped me in terms of my professional career. Granted, not at that level, but um yeah, it was huge for me to kind of see that and again, get to be in that environment, seeing it every day. Oh, I'd imagine so, I'd imagine so. I mean, that's that's crazy. He's only he's doing so many games in a, in a, sh- a short three-month period. Actually, I never knew that at all because here in the UK, it's all about just play as much as you can, really. Uh, and then we have a sort of a short break and then we go straight into a sort of pre-season where we ramp up in, in a lot of um, high-intensity fitness. Then it's straight back into the season, which, which lasts the, the bulk of the year. 
that's one of the unique things about the college system is, you know, traditionally college soccer is kind of propped up American soccer. So it, at, coming through youth, you think I'm going to go play in college. That's starting to change now with MLS and, you know, some of these homegrown players going right into kind of first team stuff now that more money's coming into the sport. Um, but one of the challenges that's been there with college soccer has been the fact that you have this short season not just that it's a short season, you don't play necessarily in the spring. The NCAA, which is the governing body, actually limits the hours that you can have contact with the coaches and actually be on the field. So as these coaches, like, what do you do to keep your guys busy, keep them out of trouble, not drinking as many beers as I am? <laughs> uh, seriously, you just go to the weight room every day. So it's almost like they treat you like American football players or ice hockey players. Mm-hmm. So like, the physical side of like, these guys, we, we still go play college teams every now and again for a friendly just to get minutes. Kids are animals just yeah. because that's what they're doing all the time. But the football inside hasn't caught up to that. And that part of this structure of American soccer, and it's we're really in this kind of transitional moment where that we're just now starting to see that start to evolve. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Because that, that, that can't be the way forward for every player. If you think of a Christine Pulisic, I mean, he's, he's not a guy that needs to go to the gym. It's not, it's not in his game. You know, that's not his game. His game is pace and, te- and his technical ability with the ball. Um, so if he actually, I mean, he he did the bulk of his um, his early development in Europe, I believe, um, over at Borussia Dortmund, uh, I believe when he went, it's, it's 16 he went, and then and had two years there before he went to Chelsea. But um, yeah, I mean that 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 sort of one size fits all. I don't I don't think. I mean, it's it's all right if you like yourself, Connor, and you're a big six foot two centre back, being big and strong is 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 massively advantageous to your game. But if you're a you know a five eight winger. <laughs> and one of the things that you look at Pulisic is a great case study it's not just Borussia Dortmund but it's the fact that his dad was a professional footballer here in the States even though it was 20 odd years ago so from the time he's six seven years old he's realized hey he's got to have technical ability we've got to get him on the ball so that actually started because he had someone that recognized and got to a higher level of the game and that is another piece and part of the American infrastructure that's developing and we're starting at this point where now you see uh, Gio Reyna, Claudio Reyna's mm-hmm. son. Like yeah. you start to see these players, but it's now we've had guys that have played at a decent level. Their kids are coming through, and because there's more of an understanding of what that next level of the sport is, you're starting to see more of those American kids. Yeah. Make that time. I, I think as well, uh, when once you have sort of more American players who are playing at the top level, like like Pulisic and Reyna, it's only going to do you know wonders for sort of raising the profile of the game in America as well. Um, and I think that you know. The, the clubs themselves as well play also play a massive part in that, like American teams. Um, one thing that, that you guys obviously do really well is, is the social media aspect, which has like raised the profile of your club like, massively as well. Um, like how, how important do you think that is in terms of you know, the overall game in America and like raising that, that profile of it? Yeah, I mean, I think all of these things kind of have to work together to grow it, right? You need the infrastructure and the kind of the academy stuff built out to develop players at a high level. You need the exposure, which the internet's definitely helped with in terms of getting more European, European eyes on the game. But then there's also been kind of this thing that's happened over the last five, six years where I think top European teams are now starting to see the American market as a place for cheap young talent. And they're starting to recognize that athletically and even technically, like some of these kids can play. And you know what? It might be cheaper to go get the player from here than versus South America. Uh, and you're starting to see kind of that transitional piece and particularly clubs like uh, you know, FC Dallas um, have done really well in terms of development. You're seeing, you know, whether it's Weston McKinney, and I know he's bounced around a little bit, but he came out of FC Dallas and now he's at Juve. Uh, you know, they I'm trying to remember. Uh, Ricardo, Ricardo Pepe last night. 
He won't you be know? there long, but no. uh, Justin Che, he's uh, training with Bayern, um, and he was a kid that last year was playing in our league. Um, so you're starting to see some of these big clubs start to take notice of kind of the youth side of stuff over here. Yeah, I think Miguel Amaron was a, a big one for that because it was it was just really not heard of at the time for a Premier League club um, to take a, a player from the MLS. And Miguel Amaron came in and he was actually, you know, excelled as what is one of the better Newcastle players and playing at that level. And obviously, I think after that, they're looking at the... I mean, I, when we started this podcast, being the, another co-host, Jake, we interviewed um, a journalist called Logan Egan, uh, who works at Chicago Fire, uh, and just... To, to hear a bit about how the MLS is growing and the exponential growth of the the, the, the charts and where it's kind of going and, and soccer as a whole in America. Um, it's really interesting, it's especially when you see, you know, David Beckham investing in clubs and in under Miami um, and it's found in years. And like yourself, I mean, Forward Madison, three years old. Evan, have you been at Forward since the get-go? I mean, it was when, I think the, the planning started in 2015 and then you had your first pro season in 2018, am I right? Yeah, so our first, uh, the plan got started early, yep, and then our first pro season was in 2019. A lot of the prep came in 2018, so you're dead on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been it's it's been a work in progress for a long time. We knew that the Madison market was primed and ready for a professional football organization, um, and I think we're at a really unique cross section and being in Wisconsin and being in such a uh, American football heavy uh, state, but in Madison being such a little bubble of you know having really great football support it, we we were like this is a golden opportunity to to create something special here and i think we did i think we did it you know <laughs> and i think it's <laughs> and now it's just about sustaining that moving forward and, and creating interesting things to connect fans with the sport that we all love absolutely by the way i've seen now uh, i've seen pictures and videos of your stadium uh which is beautiful i don't what was the history behind that stadium? because i know it's like a hundred years old it's like a proper industrial um like uh, it's almost a hundred years old. It look, it's a beautiful looking stadium. I don't know what it was before before you guys got your hands on it. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a baseball stadium originally. Was it <laughs> I, I built in nineteen twenty six? Yeah, but it was a multi multi purpose stadium. So they used it for track and field. Jesse Owens ran a match here way back when. Wow. Like so, they've used it for a lot of different things. Um, what's funny about it is it actually sits on the main street of Madison. Like you. Five blocks up, you can actually hit the state capitol building. So you have this major yeah, inner road. Didn't really work for baseball because you're hitting, location. Yeah, you're hitting balls. Yeah, <laughs> right onto the street. So that's <laughs> more of a like a soccer specific field. And then when the Fort Madison came in, we did some stadium renovations to kind of make it more adequate for uh, professional level football. Um, and yeah, it's it's a great venue. And I I've told a lot of people around the United States that there's obviously way newer venues ones that are have all the bells and whistles but you won't get to a place that's more intimate than this you sit right on the boards you can literally walk anywhere in the stadium <laughs> you can have your beer you can you know go at people when they take a corner kick it's it's all right there for you it's the most important it's the most important thing for a football stadium 100 yeah. percent. i think uh, in this country we have now quite a lot of large like football stadiums that it tends to be a bit harder to sort of create a bit of atmosphere in but when you're all sort of like packed in close to the pitch like it feels like like proper old school football uh, i bet it's a great experience I, I know you guys get pretty decent crowds as well for for what you'd expect from you know for a team that's only like three years old i mean so <laughs> we're, we're a third division club and we're averaging you know somewhere in the range of 4500 fans a game 
It's crazy. Um, and our stadium only sits 5,000. So that gives you a that's, sense. That's of crazy, like, yeah. Uh, we pack people in there. And it, it's uh, one of the things, I guess, in thinking about Ford Madison, um, it's really hard as American footballers or soccer clubs or whatever, we want to t- whatever terminology you want to use. We don't have the story tradition of a lot of European communities. You know, you go to Schalke, you know it's a coal mining town. Like your identity as a football club has to be yeah. connected to that. So like it, it's easy to kind of brand and connect everything to that. Here in the United States, our communities are so much newer. So what does it mean to be from Madison versus Milwaukee versus some of these other places? It's a harder to put your finger on it, but it's actually a huge opportunity in terms of American uh, soccer because if we can bring people into the fold, like our supporters, and let's define what our location's about. Let's craft that identity. And the fact that we can actually mold that is a huge opportunity. And I think there's more and more American communities that are starting to realize that in terms of football clubs. And they're starting to kind of carve out their own unique things, whether it's us having a cow at our games and doing something. That's- <laughs> <laughs> there's a willingness to try stuff and that's okay. And we should. Yeah, I think it's great. I, I think the, you know, that sort of like ideology, you know, let's just give it a try and see how it goes. Like that is, is like absolutely brilliant. I think it, that is one of the, the best things about the new kit as well um with the you know the idea of like paying it forward um buying a beer for someone at, at the ground um I, I love the the actual like branding of the club as well like with the flamingos it's quite a unique thing because you wouldn't you wouldn't really associate that particular like animal with <laughs> anything to do with football at all uh, is there a particular story behind that at all yeah so the, the idea of the flamingo uh really comes from the university too because um, Madison is a university town. It always has been with the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And every year you see these lawn flamingos out on, on the main hill of the of the university. But also just like around Madison, these lawn flamingos pop up all over the place. And we're like, <laughs> it's it's the it's the non-official official bird of, you know, Madison and the state. Um, and we're like, you know, and that kind of goes along with the club's identity is like, don't take yourself too seriously and just have fun with it. We're like, you know, Madison is cold, cold, cold in the wintertime. And we're like, flamingos can't live here. And that's the whole like fun of it is like, <laughs> yeah. just it, nobody would expect um, a forward Madison, you know, flamingo. And we're like, that's what we're taking advantage of. And Connor has even more context to, to how that started. So one of the things he's correct with kind of the university piece of this, the, the kind of the seminal moment in, in ingraining the flamingo in Madison history Back in the late 70s, there was a student group on campus that kept running for political party and they kept losing and kept losing. Eventually, one year, these guys said, we're going about this all wrong. Let's just pull a big prank. They put out a thousand of these lawn flamingos right right on the main <laughs> hill of campus and they won all the elections. So now it's like the huge joke. So <laughs> it kind of got ingrained and in terms of when the club was going about, it was like, that. that's a natural thing we got to latch on to here. Um, but I think Evan's right. One of the things that we've tried to do here, and I mean this... In the best way, this is beer league in the, in the sense of like we take it seriously. And like when we go step on the field, we try to win games. And if you watch the football like or this level, like it, it's good. But in terms of how we think of ourselves, we're not bigger than what we are. As long as we resonate locally and we're doing stuff that impacts our local community, that's what it's all about. Beyond that, let's not take ourselves too seriously. We're not Manchester United. We're not Liverpool. We're not, it's OK. That's all right. It's perfect. In my opinion, um, especially when you're, you're you're establishing this sort of new brand and, and building connections, and I think it is just um, in terms of a, a branded club, uh, the website, the shirts, the badges, the um, the actual the, the captain like yourself, 
playing at a, a huge role, Connor. Um, and, and and then the identity of this uh, football or soccer club is um, for for the growth of three years is 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 just crazy. I can see it taking off because football is addictive. When when these people, I'm not surprised you're you're almost filling your stadium every single time because. When you go once to the football, it's, it's you get instantly want to go next week, especially if you win, especially if you're you're yeah, there and you see everybody, and it becomes yeah. a community thing. And it, you know, you'll hear people in the bars. Are you are you going to the forward? Are you going forward game on on Saturday or Sunday? You know, it's it's um it is that sort of deal. I think that's a hundred percent spot on. And one of the things you know, we're out in the community. I tell people, you don't need to care about football or soccer to to be a forward fan. You need to care about Madison. And when you show up to a game, hey, even if you don't know what's going on, it's the connection point for the community. So if you care about making this place a better place, we got a bunch of people that come to the stadium every week that care about this place and we want to make this place a better place to live. That's what football is about. So I don't know. I've bounced around so long. It's like, why do you play professional football? Why do you do any of this stuff? The whole reason we have this is to have connection. Every time you walk into a stadium, you want to feel connected. And usually that's because you care about the place you're living and you want that to be a better place. So, like, if we can connect everything we do to that, that's a special sauce. Definitely, definitely. Jed, why don't you ask your, your questions about the shots? I know you're an edge of your seat there, and that is, that is, yeah. that is your main love in football, is the shots well, rather than <laughs> Obviously, since um, since the meeting the guys and, and being at the kit launch event, I know, you know the idea behind the new kit anyway. But um, obviously, for, for those who don't know, for our listeners who are, you know, aren't really aware, um, you guys have just released the Friends with Benefits kit, um, which has a brilliant idea involving buying a beer for another fan. Uh, do you guys want to elaborate and tell the story of that, how it came about and, and how it works? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're, we're over the moon with the kit. I, we can't talk about it enough. I, I think the kit really came about um, because we know the last like year and a half for really everyone in the football community has been a tough year. I mean, I mean, like it's been with the pandemic and with, you know, leagues, um, matches canceled. And then when it actually returned, it was matches without fans. And it just like, it hasn't been the same. And and I think a lot of us have been really missing those connection points, whether it be in stadium experience or otherwise. And so we wanted to get, like kind of create a kit that brought this idea of connection back to the forefront. Cause now we're back in the stadiums. We're back in our communities where we're starting to get back to normal um, and want to advance beyond even normal at this point. And so we were like, how can we kit, create a kit that encapsulates that? And I think it's a, a couple fold. It's, it's, it was creating a partnership with classic football shirts, you know, uh, and creating a partnership with, a, uh, you know, a worldwide entity that, that does shirts so, so well, you know. And then I think it, it, it's, it revolves around the idea of, you know, paying it forward with beer. Um, as kind of, kind of alluded to earlier, like Madison and Wisconsin is such a, like a beer heavy community. Uh, we love our beer. We, we also use our beer to like, as like a friendly occurrence, you know, like we want to connect people and just talk to people like over a drink. And so we're like, what better way to do that than to put a little QR code on the back of the kit where you can scan it and, you know, purchase a beer for a fan who's going to be at a Bree Stevens field, uh, Ford Madison game. And so that's the whole premise of it. And we wanted to make it as easy as possible. And so we're like, you know, rather than putting a QR code on a website or something like that, let's put it on the physical kit and let's design a kit around the idea of this QR code. And so thus was born the Friends with Benefits kit. Um, and so that was the idea. It's such a great idea. It's it's the best thing about it for me is that not only does, like, you know, it, it create a sense of community, but the person who's buying a beer also just gets a free one as well because someone else has bought one for them 
So it's like double the party. Everyone gets to have two beers instead of one. And you get to, you know, pay it forward, say thank you to whoever bought the beer. Uh, I think it, in terms of creating like a, a community and a network worldwide, it's a brilliant idea. I, 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 to be honest, I can see other teams potentially looking to do it as well. Because I think in somewhere like Germany, it would work really well where they, you know, they love their beer over there as well. And oh, yeah. They're very like fan orientated. So great idea. I think one of the things that we tried to encapsulate that's very Wisconsin or Madison, and there's no, in my opinion, there's no truer like connection point than if you go into like a local bar and you go in and it's like you're local and you're sitting there, you're having a drink and you notice someone at the end of the bar, he's sitting alone, he's having a drink, you're like, ha, ah, let me buy that guy a beer. And you start to, and all of a sudden, two hours later, you're still having a conversation. And this is someone that you never, that is the purest form of like community building. It's brick by brick. It's connection by connection. And like, that's what we're trying to do with this kid of like, can we bring that concept to a football shirt and create this virtual bar counter where let me buy that guy at the far end of it a beer because he looks like an <laughs> awesome dude. And if we can foster connections, not just locally, but like globally, connections are what's going to move the needle in terms of like anything in our communities to make them better. Whether it's getting out of the pandemic, whether it's social justice, whether it's any of these things, like it starts with realizing that person might look different than me, but you know what? They're a good bloke, and you're like, that's my guy. You said they like, shot yeah, so like how cool. I can I can tell that you're speaking from experience as well as well, and having gone in buying many a beer for people. But yeah, you did it the other day, didn't you? I did. I did. Yeah, I bought um, after obviously getting the shirt. I bought a beer for someone, and I was actually tweeted. Uh, yesterday after your, your recent game at home uh, somebody said thank you so it's uh, I think like I said it was a great idea we're going to exploit it and use it to advertise our podcasts <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean you're absolutely welcome to you know but it was funny at this at, at this kit release in London uh, we were like the kit release was happening in the afternoon at the store and we were walking like I was walking uh, back from like a a takeaway place uh for for food and we're walking on the street and this guy comes up to us in one of the beach club kits that we just released this summer and he's like walking on the street towards us and we're like hey man like amazing kit like hope to see you later and he looked like he just glanced at us like we were crazy and we're like wait are you just wearing a ford madison kit and he's like yeah and then he kind of, like he just tried to get away from us and we're like oh, we're, from the, we're from the club and he's like and he's like, cool, I just like like the kit. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know really anything about the club. And we're like, no, yeah, we're here doing a kit release. And so we came to the kit release. He learned all about it and learned about the club. And he's like, yeah, I just love the kits. And he's and he, he bought the new kit and everything like that. But it's just like, what are the chances of running into someone who just happens to be in London wearing a kit of an American side, you know? And so that's just like, that's what we love. And that's what we want to continue to see like with these kit releases and especially with this Friends with Benefits kit. That's what it's going to be like in Madison when guys walk into bars or girls walk into bars and it's like you see another forward shot and it's like, right, I'm just going to go hang with that person over there. It's like, it happens it happens like to me and my dad when we, like, we were, when I was young, we used to go on holiday. My local team is a team called St. Mirren and uh, we're not a particularly huge side, but if you go abroad on holiday to another country and you see another St. Mirren shot, you, you recognise immediately that, that, that that's a friend. <laughs> that's, who, that's who I'm going to see in the pub later. <laughs> yeah i had this, i have had the similar experiences with coventry city shirts as well with uh people on holiday yeah you can't get that with manchester united or liverpool yeah. shirts everybody's got them everybody's got them you know <laughs> and you can't be friends with everybody you know it needs to be these niche lovely little clubs 
But that I, was, I just I, want to say as well. Sorry, I, I just want to say as well. I, like every single kit that that Ford Madison has is like stunning as well. Like for anyone listening that hasn't seen them, um, I'm currently wearing probably the most famous one, which is the drip kit, um, which went viral like a couple of years ago, um, and it's just absolutely stunning. But all of the other kits as well are just absolutely gorgeous, and they're all you know very very distinct, um, and they stand out quite a lot, which I think is what catches people's eye. You know about them um and you know obviously we were fortunate enough to to chat to um cassidy the designer of the kits in london um and she's just ridiculously talented uh, and obviously is one of the creators of the the new kit um for anyone who hasn't seen it again like just look it up it's absolutely stunning yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean cassidy is a master at her craft and it was uh this was my first kit release with the club and watching her work and do everything with it was just like it's like watching lebron like lebron james or michael jordan like <laughs> from a basketball reference like do their it, it's just like she's so creative and like uh adaptive towards like the kit designing process and gives so much thought to every little piece that goes into it um from design to like marketing to like the whole release um, and it, it was just an absolute pleasure to kind of see that whole process go down uh, and to work with like someone at the top of the game, you know. Yeah, you need to get her like nailed down to like a contract, like a long term sort of. <laughs> yeah, I wish we could. Yeah, I wish we had like player, player do that end of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I I think the kit design, like I say that half jokingly, but it, like it is kind of serious because. In terms, again, bring it back to the American side of things, we're trying to carve out these identities. We're trying to, well, what is our place in, our, in worldwide football? And, you know, the fact is, you know, you look at, you know, Manchester United, you look at all these established brands, well, most of them have 120 years or whatever it is. And a lot of them got their starting because, hey, it was some factory owner. Hey, I might be exploiting workers, but I'm going to give them a football club to keep them happy on weekends. And it was kind of, <laughs> seriously, because it, it worked for them, right? Yeah, yeah, that was that. Here in the United States, we're approaching building these clubs. They're always a business first. So that changes the mentality of like, what is this really about? And it's hard to ingrain ourselves in that sense of identity. So we have to approach it differently. We have to be creative from the start. So to have someone like Cassie that didn't necessarily have a football background to come in and say, here's a blank slate. Like, here's some like maybe guardrails about football kits. But you know what? Have at it. Like, that's almost intentional. That's part of the reason I think that it resonates because it, it feels authentic. Because we're not trying to be someone that we're not, or we're not trying to follow conventions that aren't ours. And that's all right. And like, that should be something that more American clubs adopt, in my opinion, because football is different here. Our geographical distances are bigger. Our, you know, our shortest trip would be by far the longest trip you'd ever make in the UK for a match. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's crazy. The way I was looking like, at teams in your, league, in your league. And I was yeah. like, Toronto to Texas? Like, in a week? <laughs> 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 it's like it's like going to Russia. We'll play midweek games, and then you're going. And I've bounced around here for a bit, so I'll show. I've been in a couple different iterations of leagues. And I remember going from Edmonton on a Saturday up in Canada. That's way up north, and then we're playing the weekend in Puerto Rico. <laughs> but think about that in terms of travel. Not just the travel piece, but think about climates. Now all of a sudden, we're going from where it could be snowing to playing where it's over 100. Um, 40 degrees Celsius. And we we might go from playing on turf to playing on grass to playing on – like people don't understand American football. Yes, the level still rising. It's not European football from the top five leagues, whatever that is. But it's a hard league. 
And there's been some Europeans that have come over and they've struggled because physically the demands that our game have climate wise, the, the pitches, the travel, it makes it so it's a game that's spread. It's not as tactical. It's more reliant on athleticism. And it's a hard, it's a hard league to win. I'd, I'd imagine so. I'd imagine so. Um, I mean, you said, I think in the 2019 season, you just came fourth, which was a, 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 a fantastic yeah. um, debut season. Um, right. How well, does the, like, is there any sort of, sorry, on you go, Evan, on you go. No, I was going to say that, like, I think this year's season is also a testament to just how competitive the league is right now. We're sitting in 11th out of 12th, uh, and we're only one point off of third. And so, like, from third down is separated by a point, which is just, like, insane and obviously we want to be ahead of where we're at right now but like it, it like anything can happen in the last two months of the season for us which is really really exciting at the same time but it's also like any match is competitive you know because of the quality of play is 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 like raising uh a year in year out at least in our league that's the um go, Jed. Sorry. do you find it harder you know playing away games because obviously because of the, the the distance you have to travel it's you know there's not many away supporters that will go um and Often, you know, in in the UK, away fans really make a difference. You know, at, at games, they can sort of spur the team on. I guess you guys don't really have that. Or does that make it a lot more difficult for you? So, one of the things that's unique about Ford Madison in terms of this, like we'll get and not nearly the numbers, but we'll get away fans at games. It might only be two or three away fans, but even two the three away fans in American soccer is crazy. Uh, we had, I remember, we played a game down in Tucson, Arizona. We had fans from Utah drive fourteen hours to go to the match. <sighs> I had never been to Wisconsin, never been to a match before, purely connected with us on social media and drove. And like stuff like that, I mean, it means everything as a footballer to have that sort of support and like that sort of commitment behind that's you. That's crazy. But it's crazy. But I think that's one of the unique things in terms of American footy is any sort of away sport, the home team should embrace too, because that's creating an atmosphere. And anyone that's that committed to the sport in general, regardless of what club it is, we need to embrace that. Because it, the distances are so big. We had we drove down in 2019 to Richmond. Um, some of the supporters did. And that was uh, 18 hours. I drove two hours to an away day last night. And I was bitching about it. I was... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is ridiculous. This is so far from where I live right now. <laughs> well, we've had a couple instances of just things that have totally blown my mind in terms of this football club. We had a, a lady that lives in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Our, our, our Kevin's predecessor, was a, he also spoke French. So she tweeted something in French and he responded. And they kind of had this ongoing conversation through the club account. Well, she started to look up Madison in the club, and she, she on a whim, she booked a ticket on a Friday, flew in for a Saturday match from Switzerland. Granted, that's 12 hours. Took the match and flew home on Sunday. It boggled my mind. I couldn't wrap my head around it. <laughs> that's, that's mental. Absolutely mental. But that's like, that's such a good story, though. I guess, like, there's, that just is a testament to the sort of pull that your club has, because... It's, it's all about that idea of like community, getting people involved, joining in with the party. Like, I think that that is like, that wouldn't happen for quite a lot of, of other teams. Um, but that's, that's one thing that you guys do really, really well. It's a testament to your institution because if you put it, to put it in perspective, that she could have went and seen any top European club right. in the yeah. world, you know, yeah. and if she wanted to on that given weekend, if she was going to go that distance, yeah. and get on a plane and go within and fly that. That far, she could have went anywhere she wanted, went any game, 
Um, but it's a testament to your institution that she won the game that she wanted to be at was Fulham Madison. <laughs> I don't know if it was the play on the field, but it, it's the feeling of the football club, right? It's yeah. like the connection yeah. and like, yeah. hey, how intimate it is, and anyone can walk in. We we had some guy that he's up here all week from Tampa, and he wanted to do some filming. And said, yeah, come on in, come come watch training, come get the behind the scenes. Like and that's anyone, and we want to be welcoming. So it, in my mind, it brings it back to kind of maybe Sunday public sort of stuff where. Hey, you can go have a conversation with someone. And it's like, I feel like as football fans, especially people that are diehard about it, there's that little bit of nostalgia that takes you back, you know, pre-Premier League, pre any of this stuff where it's like, it's that personal connection. that That's what got most of us hooked on us, you know? Yeah, I think we're going to have to book a trip, ain't we, Simo, for a little, uh, <laughs> a little holiday in America. <laughs> hey, here's on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get a tickets booked get a tickets booked Jed <laughs> yeah we'll fly over on a Friday we'll be back home by Monday we'll <laughs> get you guys over here for a, for a friendly with uh, with my club Devonville um, Princess Royal Park it's a strange old stadium I will uh, if you've ever seen it <laughs> get your pre-season done um, <laughs> hey guys the big man go get to the gaffer tell him we got to get over there He's <laughs> little work, so it's kind of like pseudo going home I'm <laughs> there Oh dear. Uh, listen guys, I've, I've really, really enjoyed um, talking to you and I can't express how, how grateful I am for you guys to come on and talk to us today. Absolutely. Yeah, thank of you course. guys so much for joining us. Yeah, Thanks for having us, we really yeah, appreciate it. Um, for everybody listening to this, make sure you go check out Ford Madison. Just Google them, I've got on their socials, they're all linked below. Um, and uh, yeah, again, uh, thanks very much. Uh, we'll let you know uh, when we go over for a game. And if uh, Connor actually does decide to get us a beer. <laughs> so, <laughs> are we only talking one? I'll have the 30 rack going. <laughs> okay, sure. keep his body in plain shape. <laughs> okay, sure. Until next time, uh, cheerio, bye. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.